0: You're listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 119 covering Man of the People and Relics with Mark Bosco.
1: Friends, we're back and Bob is here again. Hello! Hello! Always a delight, Bob, but you were here four episodes ago, you were here for our live show, and
0: you're here again. Well, I wasn't really here, I was just, you know, kind of on stage, off to the side, not actually speaking to anyone.
1: Listen, you you sabotaged me with a picture of Mark Twain. You were there.
2: (laughs) I saw you there. It has happened.
0: I saw
1: him there. Although Matt would have done that, too. It, it, oh, it I totally wasn't just would have a, done that, too. It was an exclusively yep. Bob move. I, I get, the, I, I, have the idea you guys planned that.
2: Given the option, I would uh... mail you pictures of Mark Twain. Oh, <laughs> don't.
1: I'm pretty sure that's that's like uh, mailing me explosives. Like, I think that's against federal law here. <laughs>
2: Where, why would Matt send me a letter? I, oh. oh, no!
0: <laughs> and the toonie! Ah, get away! <laughs> Can't get rid of this again. Dick it. <laughs> here, you throw this away.
1: Oh,
2: God damn it! <laughs>
1: Well, this week we are back in that situation that we find ourselves in where mm-hmm. there's one terrible episode and one classic episode. Oh Ooh. man.
2: The terrible Remember? episode is terrible. Oh, and, the, is and the good episode is fucking awesome.
1: The good episode would probably I, I'm gonna speak for you guys here quickly and correct me if I'm wrong, would probably go in all of our top ten episodes of the series. Absolutely.
0: Oh sure, yeah.
2: It might go in my top ten of all Star Treks. Maybe.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um but the bad one is pretty goddamn bad in the mm-hmm. bottom Here's, 10 yeah bottom what is your bottom 10 <laughs> um what was the season matt was it two or three of the original series where every week it was this whole schizophrenic like
2: it was really great that it was really bad that was, was three really great
1: was it three that was the, mm. the
2: early three was fantastic episodes and the worst shit we could imagine
1: you got like the enterprise incident and like fox brain or yeah. something like they were always paired up like that like
2: yeah what the hell? What, man that's two awesome that episodes star together. trek got bipolar on us yeah uh,
1: yeah, I, I know, Bob. I know you like Spock's brain, but that's a that's an argument for another time, and that time was two years ago. <laughs> that train has sailed. Uh-huh. Listen, I'm reviewing a Japanese cartoon with a flying train. I, I get my metaphors mixed up sometimes. <laughs> All right, I got stuck with the bad one. Yeah, because... so why
2: did, Al, why don't you tell us about Eye of the Beholder?
1: <laughs> I think it's Eye of the People you'll find.
2: I thought it was People of the Beholder. No. Oh. <laughs>
1: You know, we're gonna to get to an episode actually called i of the Beholder in not too long.
2: Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'll be interested to see how terrible it is. It's probably pretty terrible. Oh, very man. terrible.
1: This one, however, is very terrible. <laughs> I can attest to that. Yeah. Also, Bob, uh, I'm I'm gonna give you until I finish my uh my summary here, but your good your good thing is the same as my good thing.
0: Oh. Okay. Then. I got there first. <laughs> well I wrote it without reading your good thing. But I wrote mine first. So there. How do you know? Why Maybe I wrote mine a year ago, and it. I just copied into the document.
1: No. You told me you hadn't seen the episode yet. Ah, blast. <laughs> I win. You get, let's see, three and a half minutes? That's my guess. All right. <laughs> to, your, to you and your gallant crew.
2: <laughs> I've started the timer, Bob. Begin.
1: <laughs> All right. Man of the People by Ron Algar Watt. Pictures Here. by Matt Robotham. <laughs> Here is the beginning. Uh, <clears throat> The Enterprise responds to a distressed call from a transport ship carrying a diplomatic team to Raycog Saronia, which is a really cool-sounding name for a planet. And that's the really only cool thing in this episode, so strap in. Strap in is one of those expressions like stay frosty or let's rock, isn't it? Okay, I won't say strap in again. Now let's punch it. (coughs) By which I mean punch this episode. So, they bring the delegation aboard, and it includes an ambassador named Alcar, which is far too close to Algar for my liking. He's also brought his mother along. We've talked about Matt's perception of death, that passing away to him equals turning into a skeleton. Well, that's what this lady is doing, except she already is a skeleton. She shrieks at Alcar about Deanna. Who's that woman, Norman? Don't send me to a nursing home, Anthony.
2: Seymour, do you want me to tell you when it's 7.30?
1: (laughs) And then the horrible mom montage, everyone.
2: I gotta tell you, that was a pretty good uh, Agnes Skinner impression.
1: (laughs) It actually wasn't a bad Livia Soprano, either, if you uh, know what she sounds like. (laughs) Oh, poor you! (laughs) Then somebody brushes against her, and she crumbles to dust. (laughs) And then Alcar asks Neanna to touch a magic rock, and she gradually transforms into his mother, and also gets really horny. Like Tasha Yar in The Naked Now Horny. So, she's the dude's mother, and she wants to have a lot of sex. Well, that's not awkward. Anyway, we all see the she's turning into this dude's mother thing 15 minutes into the episode, but we don't get a pass to leave early. Nope. We have to watch this episode run in place for another 30 minutes. Thrill as... I can't do this joke again. There's nothing to thrill at, even ironically. Anyway, we sort of see Deanna all sexed up and nearly naked, and I should be finding that hot, but instead I just find it kind of sleazy. Like I need a shower. Eventually, Picard confronts Alcar about his... whatever he's doing. Stealing Deanna's soul to make himself a better ambassador. He says, yep, I sure did that lots of times. Then he just heads back into his meeting like it's no big deal. And Picard and Worf watch him go. They don't even try to stop him. Uh, Okay, I actually have to correct this. They, They had guns pointed at them, but still. Worf could have at least tackled him or something, and you know, done that trick that Kirk did, where you punch one guy in the in the face and you know, elbow the other guy in the ribs, and then you know, right, nope. and then you fall over and kick him in the leg. Right, and you and you uh, brace yourself up against the wall, but nope, just watch him go away. Uh, now for the only now the only plan they have for some reason is this: Deanna Troy must die. <laughs> they pull that bullshit, die for thirty minutes, and then resuscitate trick as Alcar beams up. Uh, apparently they have to catch him in the act with this whole soul-stealing thing before they can arrest him, because fatally assaulting a senior officer aboard a Starfleet vessel isn't enough to take him into custody. Then they catch him, and he quickly morphs into old Biff from Back to the Future 2. (laughs) Then faster than you can say, get a safe, he turns into a skeleton. And Deanna turns back, and shit. I missed an opportunity for an any hat callback during the Deanna is horny part, didn't I? Well, it's too late to change it now. I'm not going back, Jim. We, we seem to have discovered my talent, which is describing old people in Star Trek. <laughs> that seems to get a laugh every time I do. You do have a knack for that. yeah. A knack for describing old people. That's such a <laughs> very specific knack.
2: It's too bad you didn't have that when we were uh, doing the movies. It would have come in really handy. Mm. Yes, so it would have. We'll actually deal
1: with that in the next episode, but I can't be mean to that guy. He's great. Ugh. Hey, Bob, why don't you give me a good thing? Uh,
0: <laughs> um... <laughs> Pressure lounging over the engineering pool table uh i don't know i i got nothing morphing the morphing was kind of cool in the 90s early well, morphing we're in 1993 kind of which is just sort of like uh right after terminator 2 when it was still a new effect
1: yeah um I, okay honestly we did share one and it is a good one so you know you're the guest. I'll give it to you. I'm just explaining to people why I don't have a good thing because we both came up
0: with the same thing. That's so sweet. Um, yeah. my, my good thing was actually that uh, Marina Sirtis was totally awesome. She really pulls off the whole crazy vindictive chick thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, I mean, they, they the script is horrible and they have her do horrible things, but she's a great actress and pulls off disturbingly sexy really well.
1: Yeah, she yes.
0: does. I wasn't
1: wrong in my summary when I said I should be turned on, but I just felt kind of dirty. But she was yeah. very sexy.
2: yeah. Except um, for that sequence where she's like, low, or what's the word, writhing uh, around in her... Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, she's like, like Warf, feeling Warf, herself up. In a Wharf Tai Chi uniform. Yeah, well, this is
1: the first appearance of Wharf's weird little Tai Chi class, which... I guess is cool, I just, I don't, it's and, cooler when he's got a bat left in his hand. And which, yeah. for
2: some reason, Alcar gets invited to.
0: Mm, I, I guess anyone could, well, I'm pretty sure he's yeah. stalking Troy. It's just an open like, thing, anyone can come and join, or, you know. Uh, come on in. Lounge.
2: Right. Any ambassador lounge who wants to come along can uh, wave their hands around and uh, look at my back for an hour. Sure. Then,
0: then go get in the elevator and have eye sex with some Ensign. hmm Hot well, eye sex. Troy, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I was not kidding
1: when I compared her to, uh, to Tasha Yar in The Naked Now. That That is the level mm-hmm. where she's just grabbing crewman and taking him back to her quarters. It's a good smoldering.
2: thing it wasn't dated at least this time. That is,
1: well, we don't know. We don't know what happens, like, like in between. Mm. And
2: the the weird little Ken doll she fucks, by the way, n- I have never seen a crew person that sums up, that, uh, That uh, epitomizes Ensign Ricky more. (laughs) I saw
1: that in your notes, and it's like, wow, that is a deep callback. We haven't talked about Ensign Ricky since the Kirk days.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) But you're absolutely right. This is Ensign Ensign Ricky, the next generation. Yeah,
2: Ensign Ricky the fourth.
1: Right. (laughs) But, Bob, I totally agree with you. The the script is terrible, but she has a lot of emotional ground to cover. Mm. Yeah. First, she's sort of confused, then, like you say, crazy vindictive chick. Then she's just, like, angry and the whole horny thing. Like,
2: she's, you know. Then she's cold and then she's tired. And she
0: has a lot of fun with it. I mean, it's, like, the first time that she's actually gotten to kind of stretch as an actress on the show. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And, um, yeah, a little bit of scenery chewing, but honestly not that much.
2: And you know what? I
1: honestly don't mind the scenery chewing in this one. But there is, that's what I'm saying. She's still playing it. As stupid as it is, she's still playing it fairly believable. And we're, we're, we feel uncomfortable because we know what she's supposed to be like. Yeah. And she's a good enough actress that she's making us, like, realize, oh, God, she's yeah. uh, she's gone weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, you know, if they'd use her in good stories, there's a good actor in there somewhere.
2: Yeah. But It'd it's be... just like,
1: nope, let's just, next week, we'll just put her back to the same crap.
2: Next week, we'll just have her hug Scotty, and then that's it.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> in fairness, there was a scene, but they deleted it.
2: <clears throat>
0: deleted. Then it's not canon. Well, that's true, it's not
2: Just like that yeah. soup. Damn it. <laughs> what was it called?
1: I don't know. I still don't know. Actually, it's in memory alpha,
2: but that doesn't count. Yeah.
1: All right, Bob. It's in no? memory
2: beta. So who cares? <laughs> Damn, memory.
1: <laughs> no, it's in like memory pi.
2: Memory beta.
0: <laughs> Bob, why don't you tell me your bad thing? Uh, my bad thing is.
2: Yeah. Give him. <laughs> who gave him that pot? <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm sorry, Bob. As a as an expert on putting a pot over your head, that pot, it sounds too small
0: to go over your head. I'm, yeah, I didn't have a large enough pot. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it, it fits on my head. It kind of looks like a fez with a handle. Uh, well, pot, cooking pots are cool.
1: <laughs> now this episode is worth $100. <laughs> Matt. Hi. Hello. Why don't you tell me your good thing?
2: Okay, so... Tr- Wait
1: a minute. Hang on. Hang on, Bob. Mm. Oh, that was a bit of a cop out. Uh, yes, it was. Okay, Matt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so Troy when uh, Troy shows up in ten forward, uh, wearing her whore dress.
1: Yeah, went, that, in the little sequence that's like the hairy mud women going wow 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 wow.
2: Um, and she's got like a skunk stripe in her hair and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Her whore dress looks very similar to the stuff her mother wears. Did you just uh, say her mother's a whore? Of course I didn't. I like <sighs> Marina Siris. In fact, uh, as she reaches uh, sort of late middle age in her uh, descent into madness, <clears throat> she starts looking very similar to Loxana, which I think, which despite everything else that's happening in this episode, is some really nice work from uh, both Marina Siris and her costumers.
1: Yeah, that one dress looks very much like one of the ones Loxana wore in yeah. uh, one of the recent episodes. That was that was a nice. stuff. I that's
2: love the cool. idea of her going back put... to her. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying that I hadn't actually put that together before that.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I love the idea of her going back to her quarters and just, oh my god, I'm becoming my mother.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, we all have that moment at some point.
2: I better go (laughs) fuck Captain Picard. (laughs) Oh, no, you'd better not.
1: (laughs) Look, we got a whole father-daughter thing. This is weird enough with you turning into that guy's mother. I
0: need a Mr. Home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) said Ricky, you'll do. Put on these stilts.
2: (laughs) Bill, carry this. And
1: that's how you describe using stilts too. Put them on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> put, put these stilts on. <laughs>
1: yep. All right, Matt. Why don't you say a bad thing?
2: All right, let's talk. Okay. I... No. Let's... Oh. Shit. You okay?
1: Are, Are just... you distracting us from? I dropped my pot. Oh. Well. Wow.
2: <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble for that back in high school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's not. It's not his. He's holding it for a friend.
2: No. I hate this stupid fucking boring episode so goddamn fucking much. From the very second that Troy looks in the mirror, I have this entire thing figured out, okay? Dude gets on the ship with an incredibly old crazy woman... Old crazy woman dies. Now Troy's looking in the mirror and she's looking at her the wrinkles in her face and it's just like, "Oh, I see." So he's get so she so she gets old and he's magic and he makes women old so that he can stay young forever. And from there it's just waiting the episode out praying that it would do one thing, one tiny thing to surprise me. Nope. Entire episode is just completely by the numbers, just infuriatingly ridiculously mind killingly dull. <clears throat> Oh, and by the way, my really bad thing, I just found out that the ship the Ambassador arrives on is called the Dorian. Fuck you!
0: Oh, like like Oscar
2: Wilde? Like that picture of Dorian Gray, you know, that uh, that story about that guy who stays young because he has a picture that he puts all of his oldness into. This is like that, except instead of a picture, he has a woman.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, either this episode goes or I do. <laughs>
2: Get back here, Al! Oh no! Look, I don't,
1: I don't walk out all the time. Okay, I was just no, during just that recently, one really bad apparently. show we did. <laughs> all right. Well, Bob and I uh, already sort of did a duet on our good things. It was hard to find a good thing. So, I mean, we, you know, God, it was. We both yeah. scraped up the, the 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 only real good one. Um, here's my bad thing. All right, haul out your list of list of things Al hates in a Star Trek episode. The enterprise ferrying around a bunch of diplomats. Check unnecessary tension in the final act. Check technobabble covering for something that completely makes no sense. Check Troy getting mind raped. Check uninventive alien makeup. Check that's a bingo. Bingo. Horrible. Uh, horrible mention. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this. How the that fuck do I not know what that says? That is the very
2: definition of a Freudian slip. That was awesome.
1: <laughs> well, I just I wrote this, and I assume the word must be horrible. <laughs> Honorable mention goes to Mulledy Rebels, who aren't actually in the episode, but they're implied. Oh. The ambassador talks about warring factions on the planet, and had we not spent the $3.99 on Deanna's horrible makeup, we may have been able to afford the cut down to the planet to see those stupid guys in their stupid pointless barrels. So that's only half a check. You don't, you don't get a whole bingo on that one.
2: No. I feel like implied rebels are almost worse than uh, actual rebels.
1: Well, yeah, the rebels can...
2: Everyone knows the rebels you imagine are more boring than the rebels you actually see. <laughs>
1: Well, plus we've seen them enough that we can draw a picture in our heads. Yeah, you know yep. what
2: rebels look like. Yeah, there's the fucking barrels. Mm-hmm. They look like uh, rock stars. Yeah. We invite all of you at home to draw pictures of what you think Mulody Rebels look like and send them to the show.
1: <laughs> then our our next episode guide will have a, a whole section in the back of Mulody Rebels. It's a Mulody Rebels coloring book.
2: That's actually not a bad idea. Huh?
1: <laughs> we'll only include uh, flesh color, brown, and gray. Oh, my God, please do that. Yeah. Well, hey, you lay out the books for us. You do that. <laughs> All right. We'll give you the illustrations. and Oh, boy. So wow. yeah.
2: you're not kidding when you talk about the, the, the tiny makeup budget, by the way. Yeah. Like, and, these, and Bob... these are the sh- these may be the shittiest uh, aliens we've seen since those puppets in Cat's Paw.
1: Oh, I thought we were going to talk about the age makeup. Bob pointed out early on that it looked okay, but, yeah, it got worse and worse. But, yeah, oh, you're I mean, right. We could hit uh... both
2: of them, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Like... But these, the aliens these, are just
0: lazy aliens.
2: Yeah, yeah, like these guys are literally done by the makeup artist found a guy with a giant forehead,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Uh, got it, smeared his hand, his hands in soy sauce, and then sort of <laughs> scribbled around on the guy's forehead for a couple of seconds.
1: You, you didn't use the word drizzle, which is when you made this observation <laughs> the first time. It's like, oh, that's a hot button thing for you. Bleah. Drizzle.
2: Bleah. Haven't I suffered enough this week?
1: Nope. Huh. Look, we we suffer equally. I'm not I'm not making you suffer. I had to write the summary.
2: Right, but then I had to suffer more because you started talking about drizzle.
1: Well, that's true. I'm sorry, Bob tried to play that flute solo a minute ago.
2: Ah, it feels like a turd in my mouth.
1: <laughs> you know what? There's going to be a seven-year turd in your mouth when we get the voyage.
2: <laughs> get
1: used to that taste,
2: my friend. The seven-year Ugh. turd was my least favorite Marilyn Monroe movie. <laughs> I thought that was an Elvis movie. <laughs>
1: An Elvis documentary. Anyway, (laughs) too much phenomint gum. (laughs) That's a joke for one person, and he's sitting right there. (laughs) Uh, Boy. No, the thing is, this is once again, there's no character stuff. There's no interesting story. There's just nothing to recommend this episode at all. There's there's Mm -hmm. nothing. You get to see Troy. I mean, you basically see her boobs. (laughs) Yeah. She's wearing this sheer white thing, and you got some great cleavage, and then you got her nipples poking out. And you know what? Uh, yeah, we're horny guys. We'd like to see her naked, but it still just felt wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, this
2: episode, is, like, this episode is so seedy. Yeah. Like, you can't even enjoy that. And she's it just makes a you realize the... how, how much of a creep you are. Yeah. Well, and now and, I'm and never going to look even, at her.
0: Hmm? Oh, we haven't even mentioned the uh, the old lady that uh, he first comes on the ship with, who's, like, this totally catty. I mean? Stay away from him! Oh, yeah.
1: No, I mentioned that. I mm-hmm. did my whole uh, old lady montage. <laughs> well, okay. No, you know, you're, you're right, are an
2: amazing she... Agnes Skinner impression. <laughs>
1: you you want to fuck him, don't you? <laughs> wow. Really? I mean, she she said that in, you know, 90s TV terms, but that's basically what she said.
2: Yeah. yeah. Have you mated with him yet?
0: But she well... was wearing some swanky outfits, too, even uh... at her advanced age of 93 years. I didn't well, you
2: notice, know, that's what but... Al Carr is into.
1: Yes, <laughs> let's be clear. That's what Al Carr is into. <laughs>
2: Well, listen, we all we all know that you don't go for the older women.
1: I draw the line at Luxana. That's as old as I go. Uh-huh. What? Name Name an older one. Come on. B. Arthur.
2: Yeah. I, well. You do love B. Arthur. <laughs>
1: well, Bob did go to high school with me, so he must have glimpsed that notebook where I wrote a heart that said B-A <laughs> plus R-W. <laughs> I was hoping nobody saw that.
2: Ron Algar Arthur heart.
1: Mm.
2: Uh, what else? Oh God, Nothing. what else? What else indeed? Nothing. Let's move on. Now, uh, I think I still have points about this that I'm angry about mm. Troy I was too trying shiny. to remember what they are. Troy was too I didn't notice she, the shininess. But, she looked uh, like
0: she's been sprayed down with oil.
1: Well, maybe she was. Maybe <laughs> maybe she went and mud wrestled with somebody. Like not mud wrestled, but what he oil you know, oil wrestled. Yeah. With somebody.
0: That must have been it. Because that mm-hmm. that would be the only thing that would make this episode sexier.
1: Right. Would be oil wrestling. I was thinking it should be Tasha Yar, and then I remembered Tasha Yar's dead, and I remembered this episode numbed <laughs> me so bad that I forgot that.
0: Maybe we should get oil wrestle with Armas. <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy.
1: That would have made this episode better. Yep. <laughs> skin of the people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> At least it's that eye of the skin.
0: <laughs> That's true. Or skin of the eye. Bleah. Oh, wait. While we're, while we're talking about her looks... Um... Yeah. <laughs> There was a bit, well, there was a bit when she was, uh, before she went crazy, that she was mm. talking with Riker and she said, after I do this horrible, boring thing that I have to do, I'm going to, to go down and re- oh, uh, yeah. reward myself with two chocolate sundaes.
2: Yeah.
0: And then there was an observation made about chocolate sundays and hair. What was that?
2: Yeah, I... I... <laughs> I was briefly considering how... Ex- if Troy is eating chocolate, that much chocolate, how she fits into that suit... Well, her hair is huge. Yeah. The only thing I can figure is that Betazoids convert fat into hair. <laughs> no, they
1: convert or calories like chocolate.
2: Or more specifically, they convert chocolate into hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then if you eat hair, yes, does it if turn back eat... into chocolate? Yes, then you start growing chocolate out of your head. Wow. Oh. <laughs> which is where Betazoid chocolate comes from, which is why you should never ever, except an offer of Betazoid brownies. Yeah. Well, the thing is,
1: we've only ever seen that that one field for a picnic on Beta Z. We don't know what the rest of the planet's like. For all we know, it could be lined with hair shops. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, Willy Wonka-style chocolate
2: rivers. Little shop, little shop of hair. Oh.
1: <laughs> and the plant Alcar too. <laughs> 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 okay, so we got this problem that we had last week with Barkley. Yep. Which is this horrible physical transformation is happening, and mm. nobody thinks to go to the doctor and say, "Hey, what's going on?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Barclays wandering around with his glowing arm. She's wandering around with her weird aging ten years for every day. And nope.
2: There's a shot when she starts freaking out at mm-hmm. uh, at uh, Alcar and she chases him out of her uh, her apartment. Mm-hmm. And some random guy walks by and sort of gives him the whole, "Whoa!"
1: <laughs> <And> you said <laughs> that guy's my new favorite. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm just like, okay, why did this not get reported? Like, it's not like no one else, like anyone else on the ship dresses exactly like her. No, it's obviously it's her. Like she it's she wears borders. a uniform mm-hmm. or anything.
1: I, I, it, this is like some, you know, junior ensign or even cadet. And he's like, oh, God, senior bridge officer. I just need to keep walking. Look this way. I'm not, I'm not saying it. I didn't see
2: anything. I just picture him going down to find O'Brien. Wake the, wake the bridge crew up. I have an announcement to make. <laughs> Guys... I don't know if anyone's noticed, but Counselor Troy is old and crazy now. I'm sorry, Ooh. I tuned out when you said Counselor to Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe everybody
0: just thought she was going through some sort of phase where it's like, oh, I'm gonna experiment with my hair color and how I dress and <laughs> I
2: mean I assume that's what it was with with the with the white stripe in her hair, because yeah. I can see how that would be fashionable. But when she's the fucking keeper, well just screaming at people. <laughs>
1: but think about Troy. She's changed her hair and her uniform, but she's really not a Like, she's so, I don't know, bland isn't the right word. She's definitely not a screamer. Mm. Well, she's, and, well, Bill would know that. But. Uh, She's subdued. Yeah, she's just not a, she's not a do a big crazy. I think because her mother is like that. Yeah. She kind of reacts the other way. It makes a lot of
2: sense, actually. And I imagine her, I, I imagine her father was a pretty quiet guy, too. Yeah,
1: she's very composed. He would very, have to be. A, a lot like Picard. She's very, she internalizes a lot of stuff. She's mm-hmm. very stoic and that sort of thing. We don't, you know, she's kind of cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so her doing that is kind of why Riker looks at her intent forward and says, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's some interesting scenes with them. Like you say, when they're supposed to do the uh, crew evaluations, they get a nice little, like, nice little moment. Although there's a bit where they're talking about the old lady and they say, well, she must have gone senile and, Hiker's like, well, we all do. And he gives her the smile. Like, you really? Yep. Yeah. Going, going now, huh? Uh -huh. was That was odd. (laughs) But no, they, you know, as always, they have great chemistry. And he's really freaked out when she goes nuts. And And then at the end, she slashes
0: him with her giant claws. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Yep. If we didn't have another great image from the other episode, (laughs) that that one you isolated, Bob, would totally be (laughs) our candidate rikers R- 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 horrified just the- her look of like what the fuck oh no no that's his the borg are everywhere look <laughs> from from the episode entitled the borg are everywhere
2: <laughs> you don't understand troy's nails are everywhere <laughs> i'm not going back jim <laughs> yeah
1: uh they <clears throat> oh, go ahead thought someone was trying to talk oh no go, go for it they mentioned ensign janeway
3: uh huh. Mm. Bet...
1: As if this episode couldn't be worse.
2: Oh, good, Janeway,
1: because we needed that.
2: Hello, Captain Picard. <laughs> I served on the ship too. Uh,
1: she I... a captain in only two years. Well, I don't know. She was an admiral in the movie, so yeah, fucking, why the uh, fuck not.
2: Kirk made captain in, in less than a week. So... Hey, shut up!
1: You just, you just <laughs> shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Sorry, I've gotten really attached to Chris Pine since the, uh, since the con, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> also before that. So perhaps you, perhaps you've heard of him? Mm. Yeah. Captain the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a, there's a bit where uh, Beverly's doing all her medical mumbo-jumbo. and mm-hmm. it, it, We were talking about this. Like, Technobabble, I don't care what it means, but I care about the emotional weight that it carries. And all it is is blah, 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 she's going to die, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. There's really nothing there. But she does inject her with mm. cordrazine at some point. I mean, assassins
3: I just yeah assassins murderers
1: <laughs> and then she'd run down to the unnamed Harlan Ellison thing
2: <laughs> no no unnamed space hole right we can't even say his name or we'll summon him could be any
1: space hole well we gotta say it three times so yes. I think we're we're good for now
2: so the thing to do is that you say his name twice and then Candyman once <laughs> and Harlan Ellison appears to drag you away to a chocolate factory oh,
1: damn it you've said it twice don't say it Bob don't say it okay Or he's going to show up. All right. All right. He's going to show up. I um, don't have anything else. What about you guys?
2: I actually do. Um, The scene where uh, uh, Al Carr is beaming down to the planet and fucking Troy runs into the transporter room and pulls a knife on him. Oh, yeah. By the way, a knife the size of my forearm.
1: Yeah. She's all knifing around. No one notices that walking down the hallway.
2: Nope. (laughs) And she fucking runs over to stab him and gets into a wrestling, a wrestling match with Picard. And and they're like, Oh no, not another dagger.
1: Yeah. Not again.
2: (laughs) And then she stabs him. And only then does the transporter chief decide to walk away from the transporter and maybe go give him a hand.
1: (laughs) Yeah. How's
2: how's about you help the captain out when you see the giant knife, how's about you help the captain out, uh, before it enters his body.
1: She just she was hanging yeah. her head the whole time, thinking, "I'm not O'Brien. I could never be as good as O'Brien." And never that's would all she said If Brian was still here, well, yeah, <laughs> he might he might have transferred at this point. Yeah, I don't he might know. Have left happened... by now. We that, don't have that's... any
2: proof that he's a. Uh...
1: Yeah, the the scene where he leaves the Enterprise is done in the DS nine uh, pilot, so mm. we we don't see it from this end. He might mm. be gone already. Yeah. Know. Yeah. All right, Bob. Any any final thoughts? Any further points? Any nope things? Nope. All right, I have a quote. All right. As is our custom. Good. I actually us... remembered it this time where it goes. Good. Give Instead us the quote. Hastily at the end. I'm
2: getting there. <laughs> Look, the faster you give us the quote, the sooner we don't have to talk about this piece of shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're... I, this is one funny bit that I want to talk about. Right. There's, a, there's a bit
1: where Deanna, I guess, has already gone crazy and says this.
3: Well, maybe he's just tired of hearing you complain. Pardon me? I know I'm certainly tired of it. How do you think it feels to sit and listen to someone whine about themselves all the time? Well, I didn't realize I was... This isn't Starfleet Academy. You're not going to be coddled. If you can't take it here, then you might think about a transport ship. There's a lot less pressure there. But I love being on the Enterprise. I don't want to be anywhere else. If you aren't up to it, then you don't deserve to be here.
1: And and she's counseling someone there. I like to think that uh, that that's her normal counseling style. But that's not her being crazy. She's just <laughs> that's what she does. I wish you'd stop whining,
2: Christ!
0: <laughs> that's why everybody her. goes to Guinan instead. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I
2: everybody tried goes to the Guinan. counselor. But man. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, bitch. between that and the chocolate thing, is she PMSing? No, she's just like that.
2: Yeah.
3: Hmm.
1: So yeah, that's that's. We brush our hands of this. We'll have to think about it for three sentences for the next episode guide, and that is it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I guarantee Matt and I will both look at each other and say, "Man of the people, which <laughs> one's that?" Yeah.
2: The thing is, it's got so, it's it's another one of those Trek ones that have such the such a bland title too.
1: Yeah, but then we'll look it up and we'll say, "Oh, oh, this that Oh,
0: that's Eye of the Beholder."
1: Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we get when we do those things. We get uh, the regular contributors. We get uh, Bob and Flonk and Gav and Brian to write a couple each. I think this year we might just assign them.
2: Yeah, we'll dump the shitty ones mm-hmm. on everyone else. Yeah.
1: Hey, Flonk, we're throwing you under the button. No, Bob, you had to be here for it. You're you're done. You're immune.
2: <laughs> yeah. But we'll you'll give get you another a different terrible shitty one. episode. Oh yeah. good.
1: <laughs> you'll get masks.
0: I don't All I right. don't know. Which, is that the one with Cher? Yes.
1: And uh, and Eric Stoltz as Rocky Dennis. <laughs> These Rocky. things are a drag. Your dilithium crystal shattering.
2: Rocky Dentist?
1: Yes, Rocky the Dentist.
2: <laughs> Hokey Smokes, Bullwinkle. You've got like five <laughs> cavities. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's move on. We've got a great episode to talk about. Let's quit making stupid <sighs> Rocky and Bullwinkle references and uh, push hey, That's forward. Mickey Mouse. Yes. yes. So, Bob. Yes. Tell us about the episode What is Called Relics.
0: I will. So we jump right into the action where Data finds both a missing Federation ship from years ago and a Dyson sphere, an enormous structure with a radius the same as Earth's distance from the sun, which is just fucking cool. They find the old ship crashed on the surface of the sphere, and the transporter has been locked into some crazy technobabble loop. And they pull the fader doohickeys and... And fuck me, it's Scotty! Scotty deals with the Rip Van Winkle problems of being old and not really belonging in this time and rambling on and telling Geordie that he's a young whippersnapper and back in my day we used to lie to the captain to make ourselves look better. Since nobody wants his help, old man, he heads down to the holodeck to drink something green and reminisce on the bridge of the original Enterprise and feel sorry for himself. Then the Enterprise-D intentionally does something stupid so that Scotty can save them, giving the crew the excuse they need to say that they appreciate him and give him a shuttlecraft as a reward. And so they send the useless old man off into the universe where he'll be no Tribble at all.
1: Okay, that may be the first time that anyone on the show has used that correctly.
0: (laughs) Matt, I think he deserves a round
1: of applause for that one. I I think unless until we get to Trials and Tribulations in DS9, there's going to be no... Other time we could actually use that, <laughs> and have it not be incredibly out of place. So well done, Bob. Yep. Thank you, man. This episode, uh, yep. uh, I love so, it so so good. And because Matt and I, as we've recently discussed, are still in that headspace where we like this show; it's pretty good. but We still kind of miss the old one. Mm. Yeah, this just really and I, Bob, where do you where do you weigh in on that? Are you are you on? Are, do you agree with us? Do you disagree?
0: Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I still, uh, I still love. I love the original one, but there's I think at times so much better writing in TNG that Oh there absolutely is. I kinda I don't know. I kinda I kinda I think I have to stick with Picard. Okay. But I love Scotty so bad. <laughs> well we've so bad makes it sound like you have a crush on him. I do. <laughs> Scotty is the best. I want him to have my engineering man babies. <laughs> that's that's my good thing, by the way. Oh, is that it? Is yes. that
1: yes. your entire?
2: Go-
0: you don't need to expand on that.
1: Just no. engineer man babies. Yep. He's not
2: wrong. Scotty does fucking rock.
1: Scotty's no, he best. totally does. I'm I'm picturing babies with like a tool belt <laughs>
2: and a mustache and a mustache,
1: of course. Um, and a vest,
2: yes, of, course. of course.
1: You got to have the vest
2: and a diaper.
1: A diaper, yes. Is, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> he he was fixing starships while everyone's grandfather was in diapers. Really? Uh. And the thing is, it's Doohan's fake accent. Yep. He, yep. he chose to say it that way. Yep. It's not like he pronounces it weird like sabotage. It's like, well, that's how a Scottish man says diapers, I yep. guess.
2: Montgomery, Montgomery Scott, the Scotsman who's not from anywhere in particular in Scotland.
1: Well, that was Simon Pegg's big deal. He's like, look, I love James Doohan. He was great. But that Scottish accent was all over the place. Mm-hmm. I need to do, like, he's Glaswegian. I need to just, okay, here's how we do this. Yes.
2: Yeah. And that's why Scotty sounds like Gar- uh, Grant Morrison.
1: <laughs> I never heard Grant Morrison speak, but now that's pretty cool. Yes. Um, but no, no, the thing is, we know the writing is better, but we still just have this affinity for the characters. It's it's the whole adventure angle. Yeah. It's yeah. the whole they're out there having adventures, whereas these guys are always shuttling diplomats around, or yeah. rescuing someone, or going back to Earth for their
0: laundry.
2: Being a fire truck. Mm. Yeah. I'm being totally on
0: your side there. Yeah. I forgot about the fire truck thing. <laughs>
1: We had this whole serious discussion in one of the supplementals, and that was oh. that was the like the only laugh line because we were being so serious. And then Matt said the Enterprise is a fire truck, <laughs> and because everything was so serious, I just he caught me off guard, and I totally fucking lost it. I had that chop out about three minutes of me laughing <laughs> because the Enterprise is a fire truck. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, you get the extremes of me—you get flute solo me, crying all over the place. You get fire truck me. I'm just, you know. Mm-hmm. This show makes me very emotional, you guys.
3: Yep. Speaking
1: yep. of, mm. there's this episode. You may have heard of it. We were just talking.
2: Matt, yes.
1: Tell me what was good.
2: Okay, strap in. This actually, well, this actually reached uh, synopsis length. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, stay frosty. Strap in and punch it.
2: All right. <coughs> Ow. Okay, so this is the third appearance of an original member of the Enterprise crew. Bones showed up in a cameo to send the D out on her way, and Spock appeared in the two-part unification. Neither of these was about classic Trek. You know, they were both sort of about, you know, what else, whatever else was going on. Mm-hmm. Relics, on the other hand, is all about honoring the old show and why it deserves to be honored. It manages to be both quiet and character-driven while still ending on a really exciting little action sequence. And it gives Scotty the personality that you remember him having— Sky didn't have much to do on the old show, if you'll recall. You know, he was at best fourth wheel behind Kirk, Spock, and Bones. Mm. Relics takes the tiny little bits of him that we've seen over the years and improves them in ways that we expect and make him a worthy character. And finally, Mm. if Trek 6 was was a wonderful last adventure for the original crew, and I believe that it was, uh, Relics is a nice little epilogue for those characters. We get to see the original Enterprise one last time. We get to see Picard on it. And We got a lot of references to old episodes, and we get to see Scotty do what he does best and be a hero one last time. It's a per- it's perfect classic Trek, and it makes me miss the original series more than anything else I've ever seen on TNG. Hmm. Well said. Yes.
3: There's um, a there's a
2: sequence when they're on the uh, when they're on the original Enterprise. It's just a shot of the uh, the view screen and a planet. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I miss Star Trek.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aww. And I, I don't know if we specifically had said, but yeah, Scotty's a little drunk and he's a little wistful, and he hears that they have a holodeck, and so he goes and recreates the bridge. And yep. back in the day when they couldn't just create this stuff in a computer, yeah, they talked to this uh, enthusiast, this this fan who had created this little wedge of the the captain's chair and some other bits, and they filled that in, and then they took an episode where the bridge was mostly empty, and I guess sort of just pasted it in over around yep. it, yeah. And it just, it looks like they're, there. I mean, it looks a little fakey, but it's like they're on the holodeck. It's fine.
2: Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's also the original Enterprise. It's supposed to look a little fakey.
1: No, I mean, it didn't look like they were quite there. There was oh, a I little see. bit of like green screeniness Bob... to it. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, you know, the, the you know, what yeah. would actually cause that effect. I just, my eye yeah. was like, no, they're not really there. So just the lighting is just a tiny yeah. bit yeah. off. Yeah. It's,
2: it's a little bit off. But, but the
1: thing is, so awesome. I can always, yeah, I can always dismiss that as, well, the holodeck doesn't look entirely real. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you, you're right. It was absolutely, they got the little, you know, the the little beepy noise and the, you
0: know, <laughs> and he got to sit at his engineering station one more time.
1: Yep. Yeah. Actually, when they, when they first rescue him from the, uh, from the Janolin yeah. and you could tell it's a good episode. Cause I remember things like the ship he was on or <laughs> in the last one, I was like, I don't know. He's with that chick. And then he goes to that place <laughs> then, yeah. when they, when they rescue him from his ship, he, um, you get that great old school transporter sound. Right. Yeah,
2: how great was that? And I'm, not uh,
1: even the not even the movie era one, but like no. the classic '60s one. I missed that. Yeah, and they even had the little effect. What was it like? Aluminum particles being swirled in water. Yeah, not how they did the old one. Yeah, and it, just, it it looked like they had an old transporter. It didn't look like the movies. It looked like the show, and it was like, oh, yeah, I, I loved that.
0: Yeah, that was uh, interesting. Sir. The the, um, the the little um, ship that he had too that crashed onto the Dyson Sphere. It kind of mm-hmm. it had those. Um, Movie era nacelles on it, like the Enterprise A had been kit bashed with some little thing, and
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: So it would just look really cool having that old design yeah, it, as part of it too.
2: It was a good model. Like I like I like the way that thing looked crashed on the uh, the surface of the Dyson Sphere. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: and and we should point out I don't think we've mentioned yet uh, our man Ron Moore wrote this.
2: Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, uh, you
1: know, our our <laughs> Matts and my uh, jointly favorite writer. That's mm-hmm. why it's good. Yeah, yeah, but he has this affinity for the original series. He he loved it. He didn't know why Next Gen was sort of... I mean, I don't know. I, re, I thought I remembered reading this. I may be saying it wrong. But I'm pretty sure his whole thing was, why are we shying away from this? We're part of the same universe. We should tie all this together. Yeah. Because he did more of that in DS9, even, not even counting the, the Tribble episode. He, mm. he brought back the old Klingons. He talked about Orion pirates. Like, they were nice little, look, we all exist in this same tapestry. Why are we... Yeah. Why are we We've, just ignoring that? Yeah.
2: yeah. Like you've got this huge universe, Go yeah. we'll fucking play in it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's nice that we're expanding out into different areas of it, but you mm-hmm. also have this history, and every now and then, it's nice to say, "Yeah, Scotty lives here."
2: Yeah, it's like th- look, look, think of it this way, TNG. If nothing else, I'm giving you more places to take diplomats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good point. Um. So, uh, bad thing, Matt. No?
2: That was this was tough. Yeah, it was. Honestly, I thought about it. I would have loved to have seen more of the Dyson sphere. It is a fascinating bit of science fiction and in any yeah. other episode it would have been the basis for the episode for the mm-hmm. entire, you know, plot. Here of course we don't have time because of all the other cool stuff that's going on, but I would have loved to have seen more of that thing. There's a shot when uh when the Enterprise gets drawn into the uh Dyson sphere mm-hmm. and you get to see this huge expanse of like uh that's what I'm looking for here. Just, like, ground, Earth. Ground. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, because the inner shell um, of
1: the thing is basically, like, the surface of the Earth. Right.
2: Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like an, in, the Dyson Sphere is almost like an inside-out planet. Except it covers, like, like what you were saying. what I'm saying.
1: It, yeah, it covers, like, the entire orbit of, of, you know, the Earth around the Sun in yeah. sphere form. So it's just this massive, you know, land that goes on forever. Yeah. Right.
2: But we, there's a shot of the Enterprise flying in front of it, and it is fucking cool.
1: It definitely is. Yeah. And,
2: you know, t- we never find out where this thing came from. We never find out sort of what its whole deal is, and I would have loved to have seen more of it.
1: I, I agree, but on the other hand, I like that Ron Moore had to... Okay, it's mandatory. You can't just have a quiet character episode. You have to have some danger. So mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? I'm going to make it something cool. I'm not going to make it, oh, the sun's exploding again. Yep. <laughs> here's here's the cool thing. They, You're right. They should have explored it more, but on the other hand, if they did that, you'd get less sky. Yeah. So I think I think they made the right call.
2: Yeah, no, if it's the two things, I'll take Scotty, but, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I understand completely. It's a great... And the thing is, um, the, uh, I've mentioned this on the show before, Larry Niven's Ringworld series mm-hmm. is about something... I mean, it's it's a ring rather than a sphere, but it still captures, like, I don't know, 60% of the sun's energy, like, yeah. uh, enough to make it worth it. Same right? idea. Yeah, and there's a whole series of books about that. It's such a cool concept that you can tell so many stories there. You're absolutely right. There's, there's a lot to be done there.
2: Mm-hmm. I just I feel like, you know, we could have done a Dyson Sphere episode instead of oh I don't know, man of the people. <laughs> Which
1: one was that? Uh
2: that was uh Man of the Beholder. Oh right, right, right.
1: Man of Armus
2: <laughs> <laughs> Skin of man. Right. Skin of man trap.
1: Turns out it was man.
0: <laughs> hey guys, it was me.
1: You know, usually I say shut up with the armus voice, but uh <laughs> Rather than think of Man of the People, I will totally take the
2: Armistice. Oh man, I should call Flunk up then. <laughs> we can have ourselves an Armist barbershop Quartet.
1: An Armist Shop Quartet. <laughs>
2: Hello, my baby. All right, Hello. if we're gonna if
1: we're gonna do fake voices, we need to have Bob bring back Mexican oh, Scotty. No. <laughs> Because, listen, Bob does regular voice acting on Sarcastic Voyage. He is a fine voice actor, but he cannot do a Scottish accent to save his fucking life. He always sounds like um, Speedy Gonzales. Or CC.
0: Oh, no, Captain. She can't take much water with <laughs> And the only reason
1: that I feel confident in making fun of your bad accent is because you do so many good ones otherwise. <laughs> otherwise, I'd be like, oh, that's me. That's <laughs> like your blind spot. <laughs> So yep. strange.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, Mexican Scotty.
2: Oh, Mexican Scotty. Hmm.
1: You, we have no excuse to bring you up will again. Will
2: you ever <laughs> learn?
1: This is your This is your retirement. This is your send-off. Oh,
2: yeah, no. It, it, on top of everything else, goodbye, what? Mexican Scotty. i going out but, into
1: the universe. What you will become of me?
2: <laughs> you got me a shuttlecraft. <laughs>
1: um, uh. No. No. <laughs> There's a, there's a bit at the end where they're all standing in front of a shuttlecraft. They're like, "Hey, come in here." And he just looks at it, looks at them. "Oh, you got me a shuttle." Uh, how did you jump to that conclusion? We're just we're in this room.
2: I feel like they were try they, they were hiding the card they got him.
1: <laughs> the writers so told like, me. So like if he walked into Sickbay, "Oh, you got me this bio-bag."
2: <laughs> yeah, you got me a holodeck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, Bob. looks like we didn't Uh, take him
2: onto the bridge.
1: We, uh, we talked about your good thing. Yeah. Which is man babies. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of a stretch for a good thing, but that's (laughs) fair.
0: Uh, what's your bad thing? Uh, uh, you, you Al and I, and uh, maybe Famous Mark, I think, were in a car together, and we saw James Doohan traveling in a Jeep Cherokee on a highway near a Star Trek convention in Philly or something, I think. And I tried to wave and get his attention, and he ignored us, and a couple of years later, he was dead, so I killed Scotty. I'm really sorry about that.
1: Okay, point of order. <laughs> it, it was a minivan, not a Jeep Cherokee. No. Yes, it was. It was a big
0: Jeep Cherokee. Bob, whose memory is better? Mine. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Mine. Mine. When it comes to James Doohan. Uh, Secondively.
1: Yes. It had a Starfleet Academy sticker on the back of it, which is what made us think of Scotty in the first place. It was just a guy with a mustache, Bob. What? No, it was James Doohan. It was not James Doohan. So was. thirdly. that was maybe 1992 or 1993. He didn't die for another ten years. Yeah. Well. It was a very slow and painful death. Well, it was that. <laughs> oh, God. And we, we've we've said this before. He I'm died. I'm so of...
0: sorry, doing family. <laughs> he
1: he died of everything. <laughs> this is, seriously, you look it up on Wikipedia. He had Alzheimer's. He had diabetes. He seriously had like four different very serious like that, ailments. He wow. had that
2: Mister Burns syndrome,
1: where they were all like uh, trying to force through the door, right. No, it was it was terrible. Like I was reading about this. In fact, I'm, I'm, stall for me because I'm looking it up right now. But uh, come on, sing a song. I, or I feel really
0: bad now. My my entire worldview is shattered if that was Did not you, James Doohan.
1: I I don't think that it was Bob. Or but that, I mean, I you really know. thought it was. If you if you choose to remember it that
2: way.
0: <laughs> I don't know. If you, my memory has been replaced with memories of vague memories of fake memories. <laughs> Who knows at this point?
2: Misty colored memories. <laughs>
1: okay, Doohan suffered from Parkinson's disease. Diabetes and pulmonary fibrosis. Oh, Jesus. And Alzheimer's. Oh, fuck. Ah. Yeah. Wow. And then he died of pneumonia on top of all that. Was
2: there a disease that wasn't trying to kill him?
0: Uh, I wasn't trying to kill him.
2: He didn't have feline (laughs) leukemia.
0: (laughs) Or the (laughs) Benz.
2: I don't think he had the Benz.
1: Almost almost two years after his death, approximately one quarter ounce of Dewan's ashes were sent into space. Oh, that's That's cool. cool yeah Mm
2: -hmm. no he Uh, finally he they did get his ashes into space which is pretty awesome
1: uh now let's talk about the episode okay oh yeah that thing that that is an interesting sidebar but uh you know there's so much great stuff to talk about we should really do that
2: yes
0: so al what was your good thing
1: oh thank you mr pretend host (laughs) (laughs) no that was good if i ever take a week off like i'm gonna do uh what was the episode i said i was gonna do that with
2: what? Oh, next week for schisms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it next week?
1: Yeah, it's next week. Oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> calling in sick. Oh, who's, I better call, who's I our
2: better call, Adrian?
1: <laughs> who's our guest that week? Because uh, Bob, you gotta. It's got to be you and Matt and whoever that is. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. My good thing is Scotty preserves himself in the transporter. He locks his pattern in, and basically sets it on a loop so he never rematerializes. It's that techno babble thing, but to, it makes sense. It's mm-hmm. so cool. It's not like Beverly yelling for this and that. Like, yeah, it's so cool. It's we get it. We we get the gist of it, which is when you're transported, you're 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 beamed somewhere, and your information is stored in in the thing. And he just saved himself to a hard drive for seventy five years. Yeah.
0: What I it's love so is when when like Riker and Geordi come in and discover this. They're like trying to piece together what is the going what on with the fuck? transporter, and yeah. the, and yeah. they're like they're constantly. Oh, my God, this is brilliant. (laughs) There's a pattern in there. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's the thing. For all their, for all, you know, the disagreements and Jordy like, ugh, leave me alone, old man. There's a lot of, like, how the fuck did you do that? (laughs) And they touch on this in uh, Trials and Tribulations where uh, O'Brien needs to pretend like he's working. And he opens up a panel and he's talking to Bashir. He's like, what the fuck? (laughs) And he just closes the panel and walks away. (laughs) I I don't even that's that's scotty's approach we don't get a lot about his character throughout the original series but we get that that he's i i i said this about uh about abram's trek Hmm. scotty is the engineering version of kirk he will cheat his ass off he will cut power from things that you shouldn't cut power from he will you know cut every corner just everything that it takes to get the job done that's he's like her he's a big cheater yeah which when you when you, it really came became clear to me when you know with those scenes where you listen to Simon Pegg talk about you know stealing the admiral's beagle to test his theory
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like the 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 captain equivalent of that is totally something kirk would do yeah. <laughs> stealing the admiral's beagle to i don't know beam down to a planet or something, something. come on boy we're going <laughs> <laughs> who wants to go for walkies yeah beam you down to a nice farm <laughs> No, it it, it uses existing technology. Like last week I was talking about how uh, Realm of Fear just used a bunch of goofy technobabble Mm. about the transporter, and then Barclay could see in the transporter and grab things. It didn't make a lick of sense. Mm. Right. But Ron Moore uses what we know about it and says, no, you can do this cool thing, and the technobabble doesn't matter. It's just like, yeah, engineering genius did something cool. Yeah. And then there's the extra tragedy of there were two of them. He was flying to a retirement uh, community with a guy. Right. And the guy didn't serve Like his pattern broke down. Yeah. Oh, that sucks.
2: Yeah, there were there was a few of them the, they were just the only guys that survived the crash. Yeah.
1: Right. And then he tried to to preserve them because they were running out of you know uh, life support. Right. Yeah. Which fucking brilliant. Mm. Uh, my bad thing. We all you know we all had a hard time with this, especially Bob with his fake memory. <laughs> <laughs> um. The best thing I could come up with is Duan's wacky accent. <laughs> No we'll see and, <laughs> I almost prefer your Mexican Scotty sometimes, because <laughs> the thing about you know, doing, God love him, he was great. <clears throat> um, the Diapers thing, <laughs> and then he kept calling Jordy Mister Laforge, <laughs> like with that ZH ZH uh, beige. Mister
2: Laforge.
1: Mm. Laforge. Did like okay, <laughs> that's it. That's all I got.
0: Maybe he was just missing a few teeth.
1: Could be. So, on top of everything else, he was a meth addict?
0: <laughs> no, wow, no, horrible. no. Good lord, no. He just really uh, liked cola cubes.
1: Uh, and meth. So, and meth, yes. <laughs> uh, so, I, I, Bob, I believe you mm. You uh, disagreed with me on this point, that Scotty really didn't have much of a character. In fact, I kept my eye on this because I really wanted to get to know him through the original series and the movies, and it just like, there wasn't much there.
0: Hey, I mean maybe you're right. I don't know. I just I, I guess I had it in my mind Well that's maybe. what
1: Matt was saying. This is the Scotty we remember. Yeah. yeah. I mean from it's that It's kinda
2: like your your minivan memory. It's not
0: real, but we <laughs> want it to be real.
2: <laughs> The important thing is that we remember that it was real. Right. Yeah.
0: But from that and from like Star Trek six, there's a scene where he's just kind of lounging in his off time in the dining room and he's reading a manual for fun. You know, I mean, I'm not like saying that.
2: that we, you know, we didn't get bits of him over the years. He, he talks in uh, trouble with triples about how he's going to stay in his room and read technical manuals. Right. Yeah.
0: And he drinks. No. We knew that. And
2: he drinks. Yeah.
1: Well, we knew that as soon as we heard him say, you know, I cop them. Like, <laughs>
2: that guy oh, drinks.
1: Oh. Yeah. Listen, I come from Scottish extraction. <laughs> I can, I can say that. <laughs> That's, um,
0: that's scotch racist.
1: Yep, sure is. <laughs> I'm allowed. That's our word. I bet Klingons say that all the time. Oh, speaking of racism, there's you know in in six we get that nice uh Roddenberry unapproved you know oh they don't hate Klingons everyone loves each other yeah uh-huh. but it was in there anyway and then in here he 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 looks at warp in a uniform and he's just ah <laughs> and then there's a great scene at the end where he takes a shuttle that they apparently have to give him now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, And Troy says, because,
0: Goodbye, I've never met you.
1: Yeah. Is that Mexican Troy? <laughs> yes.
2: Where are right. you? Goodbye, my friend.
1: <laughs> Don't be a star you
2: <laughs> think of me and the times we shared together.
1: <laughs> there was there was the deleted scene. So that he he's supposed to know who Troy is, but yeah we'll just assume it happened off screen or it ain't canon, whatever, like the soup. Mm-hmm uh, but he's giving everyone hugs or shaking their hands, and then he gets to wharf at the end of the line. And he just kind of glares and walks on. Yeah, uh. <laughs> that's it. They don't. They, he doesn't go on and on about. Ah, oh, we never would have let a Klingon on board in my day. He he doesn't ever rant about it. It's just kind of. Ugh, really, that's no, I, how I, things I, are now, huh?
2: I just like that he's like, well, I, I I guess I knew this was coming.
1: Yeah, I can't do anything about it, but I don't have to like him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on! It's like everyone's racist grandfather. Mm-hmm. yeah. Except and, he's, you know, not as old as he should be because he <laughs> hid in a transporter from 75. Years. And Worf's just thinking, <laughs> ugh, old man smell. <laughs> I'm going to have to scrub the shuttle shuttle bay now. That smell has no honor. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, okay, so let's I, talk I just, about all I, the great I, stuff. Because Bob pointed out throughout the episode, I kept saying I love this part. I love yep. this part. And you're right. <laughs> I just kept saying that.
0: Yep. Because it's awesome. So,
1: I, mm-hmm. the, I mean, one awesome scene just leads into another. It's, I mean, we really got to break this down. I think we're we're kind of glossing over a lot of cool stuff. All right. So he comes on board and he's pawing at all Jordy's stuff, and Geordi's like, "No, leave that alone. Leave that alone." And so he goes down to the uh goes down to the bar. Right. Hang it, hang out. And of course, is not there. She's off, as Matt says, having adventures, getting new drink recipes. Yes. <laughs> and
0: another gold gun.
1: What? Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Another another shotgun from behind the bar. Yeah, or she's running away from Mark Twain. <laughs> um, no, I'm never going to let that go ever. <laughs> uh, and and there's a there's a fantastic scene where Data's there. He's like, oh, I'll hang out with this guy. And Scotty has about ten seconds of, uh,
0: oh, you're a robot.
1: Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I saw this one coming that's,
2: too.
0: That's yeah. uh that's actually uh getting to my quote.
1: Ah well, I, certainly. Let's let's go ahead and why don't you set that up right now?
0: Well, it's are uh, uh, it starts where Scotty orders some scotch at the bar.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: There you go, sir.
2: Thank you. What in blazes is this? Didn't you order scotch, Laddie? I was
3: drinking scotch. A hundred years before you were born And I can tell you that whatever this is It is definitely not scotch I believe I may be
1: of some assistance Captain Scott is unaware of the existence of synthahol Synthahol? Yes, sir
0: It is an alcohol substitute now being served aboard starships It simulates the appearance, taste and smell of alcohol
1: But the intoxicating effects can be easily dismissed You're not quite, uh,
2: human, are you? No, sir.
1: I am an android, Lieutenant Commander
2: Data. <sighs> synthetic Scotch, synthetic commanders. I like that line too. Yeah. yeah, it's a great little line. It's a great delivery too.
1: Yeah. But then there's then there's the the bit after that. Where data's like, well, Gainen keeps the good stuff under here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I can just steal her liquor and which is rare
0: here as we've which is established.
2: Not only rare, but was a gift. Yeah. From the captain. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'll just I'll just pour this for you. But this and... guy's been in a transporter for seventy five years. We gotta cut him a little slack, you know?
2: Yeah, but I mean, data's... look, I'm sure they would both be fine with him drinking it. But yeah. you know,
0: because, ask because there is no money in the future, so he can't buy yeah. it anyway.
1: No, it's worth something in that
0: it would be very hard to get more.
3: Yeah.
1: But the thing is, Riker's a cut him some slack guy. Data obviously wouldn't do that because he's, you know, he's by the book. Hmm. He has to be. He's a robot. Mm-hmm. There's somebody, Somebody. one of our new listeners is screaming at their iPad or iPod or whatever the hell they're listening to us on, <laughs> saying, he's an android, not a robot. Yes, we know. <laughs> yeah, we got Ro- it. Don't worry robot about is it. is more fun to say, that's all.
2: A robot is especially more fun to, robot, to say. Yeah, right. He's but a.
1: He's a human-looking great... robot. Well, yes. He's a he's a human-duplicated man-machine.
2: <laughs> a wonderful mechanical man.
1: Right. <laughs> Which somehow you manage to work in every episode, man. I guess oh. I do. I don't even know what that's a quote from, but you keep saying it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Hmm.
1: What's it a quote from, though?
2: I think Futurama.
1: Ah, very well. Um, But anyway, they, he, he pulls the uh, Aldebran whiskey out. See, I, I remember stuff like that because it's a great episode. Yep. And uh poor Scotty Glass and uh Sky says, What is it? I'm, I'm s se- I am i do not want to steal the good bit. I'm I'm setting this up for one of you. <laughs> oh. Uh, it it's it's green. <laughs> which which is a callback to I don't remember which episode. Ah uh, God, I don't either. I don't know. It might have been Alan of Troyes, which they mentioned. N-
2: no it was, uh, it was the one where uh um... oh, wasn't
1: the one where they're shot off to a whole other galaxy?
2: Yeah, yeah they've, they've, there's people that have been possessed or something right, on the ship. Right, right. Oh, and ship. he has to get them drunk. Yeah, he has to drink him under yes. the table.
1: I believe that was one of the ones with Hot Dr. Pulaski. Yeah, yeah, you think
2: you're right, actually. Yeah. And then uh, at the end, he drinks under the table, and uh, Scotty takes the booze, and he's like, Oh, you, I love you. And then he hugs <laughs> it, and then he passes out. See, that's really the only scenes we got with him yeah.
1: in, the, in the old series. which Or him saying, you know, I, I, I'm giving her all she's got, or whatever. Mm. but like like we've been saying he gets so much more here he gets it's like sarek sarek got so much more fleshed out as a character in his next gen episode Mm. yeah and matt you were you were correct about all the main bridge guys but you did leave out sarek who was a cool original series character that they took and turned i guess that's true yeah Yeah. but again the bit player in the background that doesn't really count your your point definitely remains yeah but yeah you get you get to know who he is and who he's become and, and you know, all it, this. And,
0: and, it feels and almost like there, there's there been little tiny inklings of it here and there. And yeah. maybe this is amplifying it to make me believe that there was more of it early that, on. That, that,
2: that's my point. Yeah. Well, I, think, I think we all
1: remember Scotty a certain way. And a lot of it has to do with pop culture. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with the way he's depicted based on one episode. And we just assume he always said you cannot change the laws of physics every other week. And he only said it once. <laughs> And stuff like that, you know. It's it's. He didn't run around screaming
2: and engineering all the time. He did it. No, once in or twice. fact, he didn't even get into engineering until about halfway through the first season. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Just for like that, he was just the dude in the red shirt.
1: Right. Oh, that is like Jordy. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I guess they realize whenever they have an interesting character and don't know what to do with them, eh, throw them in a <laughs> cheap engineer. But um, no, I remember when we started the show when we started watching the original series i'm like okay i'm gonna watch and see if if sulu chekov scotty if they get any kind of character at all and mm-hmm. sulu early on had like the botanist thing and the fencing every week he had some weird
2: thing yeah got to sulu was... a lot. Yeah. yeah
1: and then by mid-season one that all stopped mm-hmm. i wonder who made that happen well
2: i mean the th- that was the thing with with star trek it started like it started out as you know as an ensemble yeah, three guys and a couple of other characters who you know were key characters, mm-hmm. and then as it went along, it you know became the Kirk show starring his two friends, right, and other guys, but mostly Kirk. Which Have we is, mentioned Kirk? Yeah,
1: which Kirk. is another one of the reasons I like the Abrams movie. Yeah, and I don't mean to keep coming back to that when we got classic original Scotty here, but it was an ensemble show and everyone got a, a bit a bit of something to do. Yeah. Yes.
2: A bit of business, Al? Is that what they got to do?
1: No, not a bit of business, Matt. Um and then then there, we we talked about this briefly. There's that great scene on the original bridge. Oh yeah. Oh god, I love that. Where he and, and uh, Picard are hanging out and he, he pours him he pours him a, a glass of the green stuff and like we said Picard gave it to Guinan in the first place and he just slugs it down. Yeah. yeah. Mm, so do, that's good don't you want to savor
0: that just a tiny bit?
1: I think if he bought it for Guinan, he knows. He knows the difference between like a sip and whiskey and a gulp and whatever. You know, mm. it's alien okay. booze, so maybe it's yeah. better that way.
2: Right. Plus, you're, drink- you're drinking with Scotty here. You don't. Yeah, you uh, got to keep up. You don't nurse your drink, and <laughs> you he's already got a significant head start. Yeah. If,
1: but if anything, it just shows us Picard like how much of a badass he is. Yep. We always see where, you know, we always think of him as the reserved guy and then they put him in a situation where he's got to step up and be kind of a man, you know, and he totally does it. Mm -hmm. Hand him me hard liquor. What else you got? (laughs) I got a a dagger. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's my weakness.
2: (laughs) Picard's kryptonite. Knives.
1: (laughs) Ask those guys I hung out with on that station before we all get uh, sent somewhere else. That's uh, that's my weakness. Yep. Um, But no, it's just great seeing them talk there and it's great like Picard's got his whole history thing which we keep coming back to. Yep. And he's like, "Wow, you know, everyone else is tired of hearing the old man ramble." He's like, "No, I want to hear your stories. The past was great."
3: Yeah.
1: And it's it's just a really touching scene. And and as Matt says seeing Picard on the on the old I mean seeing everything on the old bridge is just so yeah. like awesome. Seeing the old
2: bridge was awesome. Yeah. 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 Cuz cool. that's one thing we definitely have not gotten back to since uh the end of no. the original series. No, that's true. Even in the movies, they kind of, they wanted to modernize, and they should have.
3: hmm
1: Yeah.
2: But it's, you know. But that's the, that's the show. Yeah. Right.
1: And a nice visual effect that they pulled off. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I remember back in the day, like, I believe, Bob, you and I were watching the show at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we both kind of came to it late. But, yeah. uh But we were watching at this point. And even, I wasn't even that into the original series. I remember he walks in, and I got that little tingle. <laughs> like, okay, cause, just because it was so iconic. Yeah. I didn't have the connection to the old series, but I'm like, wow, that's... That's Star Trek history there. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's amazing how big these guys are in pop culture. It's like, even if you've never watched an episode of the original series, people still know about Captain Kirk and, you know, even Scotty.
1: Well, and that's, I think, another thing that Matt and I respond to with the original series is those guys sort of have staying power. Yeah. You'd think if there was a better show that followed up after that, people would remember that more. But
2: you say Star Trek and people think of Kirk and Spock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why... When uh, they rebooted the series, they went back to that.
1: And and of course, then Matt and I have to say Bones too. What about Bones? He was the <laughs> Bones. Best one. Oh yeah, right. That. Guy. Um, I, the, when he's when he's calling up the Enterprise on the holodeck, there's this great little exchange where he's kind of drunk. He's like, uh, "Show me the Enterprise," and they're like, and he's, uh, "There have been, been five, five ships." ships Incidentally, out. five <clears throat> ships. Yeah. Original A, B, C, and D. That's it. Yep. Fuck you, uh, Enterprise. Yeah. Screw you, Bacula. <laughs> And technically, they weren't the Federation. Well, actually, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck you. Speaking of well, actually, oh. there's a bit where he comes out of the transporter, and he says, "I uh, oh, the Enterprise. I bet Jim Kirk herself took her out of mothballs. Yeah, well, and then he was there to see Kirk die, and so he wouldn't know that. Yeah, shut up, kid.
0: Yeah, but they didn't write that movie until a year later, so. That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, whoever wrote the movie, which was actually Ron Moore and Braga, <laughs> should
0: have, you know, should have known better. <laughs> Uh, it uh, but didn't no, matter. It, it changed. It yeah. changed history. See, it go. wasn't supposed to happen.
2: I, right. I, I've always heard the theory that he came out of the transport a little rattled, which that you know be. makes sense. Plus, he's old. <laughs> yeah. So that that could be too. And no, uh, you ca- you come out of a transport after seventy five years, and a dude tells you he's from the Enterprise. Of course, you're going to think it's Kirk. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Or Kirk came back. Yeah. That, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Because
1: <laughs> how many times did they think Kirk was dead, and he wasn't yeah. dead? <laughs> So, yeah that's fine
2: oh did he come back to life again good for him
1: <laughs> It's like uh, the Tholian Web where they were like basically having a funeral for him yeah yep. and then there he is so you know yeah he's dead fine whatever um but anyway he's he's talking to the holodeck and uh he's, he's got this great little you know in fact I don't usually do this anymore because it's a pain in the ass for me when I'm editing but I'm actually going to play this quote here just because I love it so much
2: all right please enter program
3: the android at the bar said you could show me my old ship. Let me see
2: it. Insufficient data.
1: Please specify parameters.
2: The Enterprise. Show me the bridge of the Enterprise Yacht Chatter and of... There have been five Federation ships with that name. Please specify by registry number. NCC 1701. No bloody A, B, C, or D. Program complete. Enter when
1: ready. So enjoy the bonus quote. M- me of the future is going to hate having to find two clips, but... Uh...
2: <laughs> that's okay. You of the future hates you of the past anyway. Yeah, that's, that's pretty <laughs> much a constant.
1: Um,
2: so we're kind of running over
1: time here. Any, any final thoughts on this? I know there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about. But... <sighs>
0: No, I just oh uh, we we were talking about how how much we liked when uh, Jordy and Scotty finally got together and they were like oh maybe we can do this oh maybe we can do this and oh we were the, just uh, like, the yeah the techno babble this awesome. is awesome what if, what if this happened and we could just yep. like it's like CSI Star Trek <laughs> I, I there was a lot of techno babble that made no sense
1: but the <laughs> the enthusiasm yeah them bouncing ideas like, yeah and then we can I yeah like how do that you know just ah yeah they're best friends a <laughs> <Hey. laughs> adorable. And and Bob at some point mm. just says Jordy and Scotty and I I heard what he said, but my brain just latched onto Jordy and Scotty like that's so cool. There's <laughs> a lot of little moments like that where I I love this guy. That's so
3: cool. Yeah.
1: And it really was just so touching and so clearly a love letter to the original series. Yeah. And just fantastic. And then they just sent him off in a shuttle, I guess.
0: Yep. Yeah. That, that, that still seems a little weird to me. Get rid of him.
2: They according to uh, according to the uh, Expanded Universe, he, they eventually make him head of uh, the Corps of Engineers. Which is actually cool if he got cool. up to speed. Yeah.
1: I mean, he was ready to retire, but then if there's, like... He probably was weeping because there were no more engineering worlds. to.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but now there's new technical manuals to read, so he's like,
2: fuck, back to work. No, I'm sure at this point he's just like, no, there's tons of new stuff out there I gotta learn. Right. <laughs> I gotta get back to being perfect at everything. And also, he did, because Scotty's awesome.
1: It occurs to me, maybe he was only in the transporter for 25 years and he was just lying about it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. oh
1: my God, look at me. <laughs> Anything else? That's all I got. Nope. Nope. All right. Uh, well, that is it. Uh, Bob, why don't you plug the app for a change since it's your damn app?
0: Oh, dear. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not so easy, is it? No! You're always like, plug the app, I'll Plug the I'm app. I'm so you unprepared. There's an app that has uh, the all the uh, post-atomic horror stuff in it. You can listen to the podcast and you can uh, for, at least for now, it's uh, free. You can download it and uh, read all of the uh, original series and animated series uh, writings that uh, Matt and Al have done. And you can also uh, keep track of which episodes you've watched and which ones or your favorites and all of that awesome stuff. You can even uh, watch uh, some episodes from links in the app.
1: Oh, nice. I wasn't sure if you were able to, to pull that off. I know there was some uh, trouble with that. It,
0: it depends on stuff. the episodes, but some of them right. are available. Yep.
1: Very cool. And that's an iOS app. You can get that. In that is. It'll work Apple on your stuff.
0: iPhone, iPad, whatnot, what have right. you.
1: If you have a whatnot, it'll work with that. I but whatnot. We don't, we don't promise it. Uh, our episode guide, our printed episode guide is the same text, only in book form, if you if you prefer that kind of thing. Yep. That is also on the website, which is postatomichorror.com. If you want to write to us, it is postatomichorror at gmail.com. For those of you who are new, who discovered us at Emerald City, who were at our panel, first of all, thank you. Second of all, uh, this is the last time I'm going to mention this. If you were at the panel and you enjoyed it, please, we put a link on, on the website. Go tell them that. Mm. Go give them feedback. And, and the rest of you... Please don't do that.
0: And third of all, I'm really, really sorry. I started the opening music three times. Listen, anyone who heard the show or watched the uh,
1: watched the video did not see that, so it yeah. didn't happen. You got to learn to be the ministry of information here, Bob. <laughs> like we never did a sarcastic voyage live show. Never happened. Before. No. Nope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can't prove it. Okay. Um but no we have a link there. If you were at the show, we would very much like you to say I mean if you didn't like it, that's fine. But if you do like it, you should go tell them that. That's how we get more panels if we get good feedback. Uh but I don't want to give the appearance of impropriety. I know some people who like the show want to go say that no. Don't stuff the ballot box. Yeah, Yeah, please. Please don't do that. Uh but we would we would very much like that. Um and I think that's it. Oh, that was the other thing. If you're new to the show uh sending us mail we're we sit on it for a bit uh between seasons so at the end of season 6 we will do what we call a supplemental episode yeah which is a clever play on uh, a star trek thing get it yeah get it we're uh-huh. clever supplemental um <laughs> like a dietary supplement we're smart aren't we <laughs> <laughs> we are smart
3: uh, you make sure I go am now. Dumb.
1: <laughs> um we we uh we answer mail and we have sort of uh extended discussions that have nothing to do with specific episodes stuff that we'd like to talk about but we don't have time to yeah in the regular show uh so we will answer your mail there if, if you write to us uh or we have a voicemail 206-973-3982 and i think that is all the crap i gotta tell you Ooh. about yep uh and again if you are a new listener we appreciate you we we hope you enjoy the show and yeah. uh, welcome aboard that is all all right matt say your thing see ya, folks <laughs> The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2013. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.